0: okay hey good good evening how is everybody yeah, Good, are you sure that was like six of you the rest of you are all right okay you're still not going to answer it's going to be a great class tonight this is going to be amazing welcome to parenting 14 gospel principles what i want to do to start off with is just take a little bit of time do a little introduction tonight tonight's just introduction we'll get to all the rest of the chapters as we go through the next uh, 10 weeks but well, we just want to take a little bit of time sort of go through sort of the schedule how we're going to flow We're gonna try to start at seven o'clock promptly. Why? Because I think it's good. We're gonna use the hour the best we can. We're gonna do from seven to 7.30 and have a teaching moment. That's the goal here, right? My goal is to shut up by 7.30. Most likely, I won't get there. It might be 7.35. From there, we're gonna divide the class up into three groups, three small groups. We're gonna have one class stay here, one group stay here, and then we're gonna move to two other rooms, and we got a study guide we're gonna go through with small group leaders to talk about what we've learned. Uh, one of the uh, things that we need to do as a church sometimes, a lot of times we sit in lecture where somebody preach, but we don't have time to really think about and talk through with each other what we've learned, principles, lessons, what's going on. So that's what we're the sort of the format of what we have tonight. So let's stop for just a moment, let's pray, and then we'll get started. Father, we want to come to you tonight with grateful hearts, God. You're so good to us, God. Thank you for the opportunity we have, Lord, to come to church tonight. God, when we look across this nation, across this world, there's many folks that would love love, love, to come to church, and they don't have the opportunity. Lord, they don't live in a place where there is a church. Lord, there's some that are fearful of persecution, God, and we have just so many blessings, God. So help us to have hearts of gratitude, God. Help us also to have hearts that are obedient and that are open and willing to learn. God, as we talk about parenting, God, it's not really about getting little Johnny and little Jane to obey. God, it's really about understanding and shaping their hearts to where their hearts are geared towards hearing from you. And God, we need that. I'm, I'm still being parented right now at my age, God. We all need that. And it's not necessarily parenting just our children. God, is parenting others that we have influence over, God. Help us to realize it's not just about our little family and our little world, God. It's about the church. It's about others. And that God, the principles and things we learn, Lord, can come into play and can help us as we impact the lives of others with the truth of the gospel, the truth found in your word. And Lord, we just are so thankful again. I just pray that you would lead, that you would guide, that you would speak tonight. I pray all this in Christ's name. Amen. All right, so parenting. Has everybody got it figured out? I got one note. Man, this is going to be a scary crowd. Y'all don't even have to talk of just a little bit more. So we're going to start off. This week is introduction. Next week, we're going to go through chapters 1 and 2. There's a book called parenting 14 gospel principles this is a rough draft I'm not going to use all of it just warning you I'm going to use this book more than I'm going to use this book because I think this book's a little bit more valuable so we're going to use this this is an outline to talk about some things but we're really going to go through the scriptures to make sure we understand who and what we're to be doing on a regular basis so we're going to do that we're going to go through each chapter on week number five we're going to stop and do what we're going to call a workshop we're gonna have a little bit of time where we're gonna talk through some different things. I think Eric and Tammy, y'all are leading that one if I'm thinking correctly, correct? I volunteered y'all, y'all, y'all are good, okay. And we're gonna divide the men and the women and we're gonna to talk to each other just a little different in that, in that time and season. We're gonna go through and at the end, we're gonna have like a wrap up and a time where uh, every week we're asking for questions. You got questions about what's going on? We're gonna take up all those questions and at the end, Eric and Tammy again are gonna answer the rest of them along with Jerry and Anita. We're not really gonna be involved in that, but the four of them, They have it under control, right? Okay, good. So what we wanna do to begin with tonight, I'm gonna do this in our small group time when we divide up, is I have a questionnaire. It's 14 questions and it's basically a question over every chapter. And what we wanna do is for you to rate yourself of where you're at right now, and then we wanna resurrect this in 10 weeks and have you say, did any of this change? Did I learn anything that made me a different score than where I am today? Self-evaluation, how many of y'all like to do self-evaluation? Hold on, i seen one hand right there, there's another. If we don't evaluate ourselves and we allow other people to evaluate ourselves, is that helpful? Both are helpful, both are needed, but sometimes we need to do a gut check on our own. We need to understand where we're at. Once we understand where we're at, then we can move forward. Then we can understand where we're missing, where we need to grow, where we need to do things differently. Also up here is basically, I I just went ahead because I know at the last class we did, we talked about how people would like a handout. So I'm just gonna do these two ways here. If you want a handout, this is week one through week 10. It's got an introduction on the front and it goes through every week. Uh, So if you want one, you're more than welcome to take one and pass it around. That is a rough outline. I'll say that one more time. Rough outline, I will be going other places. How y'all doing? Come on in here. So that's the sort of the, uh, the introduction. The book. Again, in his book, here's what he describes it as. This book is not a book of practical strategies for dealing with children at different ages or places. If you're looking for a fix for a little two-year-old Johnny, this is not what this is about. It doesn't say if he's doing this, you should do that. That's not what this is about. This book is an attempt to reorient your life in parenting and provide you with vision, motivation, renewed strength, and the rest of heart every parent needs. This book is to give you the big gospel picture of the task to which your Savior has called you to. So, next week we're going to look at these two topics. We're going to look at calling and we're going to look at grace. When y'all hear the term calling, what do you think of? What you're designed to do. What you're designed to do. Some of y'all might say when you think about calling, you think about what? Something's ringing, right? Somebody's trying to get through. But... We sometimes refer to calling just with pastors. Is that true? Every one of us has a calling. We need to make sure our children understand they have a calling. And then the second topic is grace. How many of y'all need some grace tonight? All week long, do we get a lot of grace? Do you give a lot of grace? Sometimes we need to have some grace. Sometimes I've found, and again, this is me looking back over my uh, lifetime of raising kids the oldest one's 25 I didn't give them a lot of grace I gave them a lot of heat you know what they needed sometimes they needed some grace just like we need some grace so that's what we're going to be talking about next week next week okay so let's see I looked up and I guess I'm using my computer I hope that doesn't offend anybody instead of printing out papers I just pulled it up right here I did a research, uh, some research on parenting in America today from the Pew Research Center. Fairly legitimate place. And I just want to read a couple of highlights of what's going on. This is from January 24, 2023. So it's only about nine months old, somewhere around, around that range. And here's the subtopic. It says, Parenting in America Today. Mental health concerns top the list of worries for parents. Most say being a parent is harder than they expected bless their hearts, right? You have no idea. I'll never forget when we had our oldest child. My mom come and stayed with us for two weeks. I love my mama. She is wonderful. She stayed with us for two weeks. Took care. i never forget her going out. She handed me Brianna. She got in the car and left. And I remember looking down and looking at her and being like, what am I supposed to do? I'd never felt so ill equipped in all of my life. And guess what? 25 years later, I'm still pretty ill equipped. And most of that's on Me right so but I never thought about you know mental health concerns was not the top of my list here so again the they have some charts here I just want to go through a couple of them I think it's interesting reading to look at our world today and say what are parents concerned about 40% are worried about their children struggling with anxiety or depression 35% are worried about their kids being bullied 28% are worried about their kids being kidnapped or abducted 25% are worried about them getting beaten up and attacked. Do we see a a trend here? You know, it's all about the physical. Uh, 23% having problems with drugs or alcohol. 22% getting shot. 16% getting pregnant or getting someone else pregnant. And then 14% getting in trouble with the police. That's what parents today are concerned about. They're concerned about that. No, where on here does it talk about their child's eternity? Mm -hmm. Very interesting. This is the Pew Research Center. This isn't, you know. This is something you would think would be different. Here's what parents want for their children more than anything else. It says the percentage of parents saying this is important to them that their children do as an adult. 88% of parents say they want their children to be financially independent. Just, just, just grasp that just for a moment. And 88% also say they should have a job or a career that they enjoy. Let's keep going down the trend. 41% say they should earn a college degree say they should get married. 20% say they should have children. What's the focus of parents today? Money will solve everything. I don't believe that's true. Okay, and then it talks about parents being overprotective. I've heard about, y'all have heard about helicopter parents, right? There's a new trend out there, they call them lawnmower parents. And basically they trim it down to where the child doesn't have to do anything. Uh, they say basically 45% are overprotective, Uh, 35% give in too quickly anytime they want anything, 30% say they don't push uh, their children enough, and uh, it's pretty even divided between praise and criticize between 26 and 20%. Interesting statistics about what's going on there. And then again, uh, you look at, you know, about half of it, whether they're married or whether they're not married and it's it's a mixed bag of everything of whether it's someone who's married who's cohabitating whose grandparents raising the child it, it's it's amazing when we look out at the world today what's going on and then a bunch of them say that believe it or not parenting is very stressful most of the time I don't think anybody thought about that so that's what the Pew Research if you want to look it up it's under pewresearch.org and you can look up the article called uh, parenting in America today January 24th 2023 so has anyone ever here been disoriented one person wow man i tell you okay jerry thank you okay how does it feel to be disoriented Disoriented. (laughs) okay you can answer that but then you know you have to you know mm. disconcerting i like that i think now what does that mean again jerry you're gonna have to explain your words now right (laughs) no actually I don't Jerry thank you but uh, no thank you John I don't need anything from you either okay have y'all ever pulled up your google map to go somewhere and it loses its mind and takes you to the wrong place just call Randy Randy. (laughs) he'll tell me where I'm at that's good when we get disoriented do we have anything that we can use to look and know where we're at you go back to where my dad would say he would say look at the sun right he wouldn't even go look at a map he'd say if you look at the sun you know you're going west or you're going north or wherever wherever direction you're going in the Christian world guess what we can do when we get disoriented we can look at the sun as well through the word I thought that was a nice little I got grand thank you Annie at least one person right we need to make sure that we're oriented correctly how how easy is it to get disoriented can you do that every day if you're not careful If you have multiple children, can you be oriented with one and disoriented with the other? Nature, the way they are, it's different, right? So we need to make sure that we're oriented correctly. We as parents must know who we are in relation to the God of heaven. Before we can ever parent our children, we have to have this relationship correct. If we're not right here, we're never going to be right here. Oftentimes, we're doing things here without ever considering this relationship here. This relationship must be priority, not the relationship between you and your spouse. The relationship here. And if we're not there, we're going to have tremendous troubles. In the handouts that, uh, and I want to make sure I say on the handouts, those are all Pastor Chris's. He did this a while back. He sent them to me. I just used them. Thought there's no point in reorienting a wheel, remaking something. They're pretty good about uh, giving you outline on the book. So I wanted to give him full credit for those. Those are his resources that we handed out here. I think the way he put, thing I put up different was the introduction uh, with the outline. But it talks about being ambassadors or owning children. So in the midst of life, do you ever lose sight of what parenting is all about? Let's consider a little baby, right? When little babies are loud and they're not being quiet and you can't make them content, what do we generally do in order to help them be quiet? They make this thing, it's a little thing, and has a little thing on it, and it clips to your clothes most of the time. What's that called? A pacifier, is it, a, is it an awful thing? No, it's a blessing from the Lord. I mean, I, I don't think my mama had one of them. I had, she gave me a chicken bone, I think, to suck on. I didn't have that when I was a kid. The problem is, especially, I remember our third child, our older two, you know what they would continually do every time she squawked? Shove that thing in her mouth. We had trained them, man, it was like, what's the problem with pacifying somebody? It's a temporary fix. It's not long-term. Sometimes we pass them and they have a legitimate issue that we should correct and we shove something in there to go on. Again, we're losing sight of long-term what we need to be doing with our children. So children, are they a blessing from the Lord? Do you ever take a child and when you have this child, realize, hey, this is going to be a 25-year-old male or female. Is what I'm doing now helping them become a man or a woman after God's own heart? If we don't have that focus if we don't have that look we're going to be in trouble we're going to be sidetracked and disoriented constantly so we need to make sure we understand if we're owning our children right if we think that's my family it's my child it's my house it's my life what are we going to do we're going to attempt to control every feature of that to get what we want how many children have you heard of that's parents have Push them to do something, and by the time they get 18 to 25, they quit whatever they did their whole life doing, whether it's sports, music, you name it. Why? It wasn't that child's desire. It was the parent's desire. Not saying it's not bad to give your children some direction, right? They need some direction occasionally to make sure they're going in the right direction, doing something. But oftentimes, we'll replace their desire with what we want. Now, when we look at it, and we're using this to make sure they understand what what we want from them, that's that's a different story. But most of the time, that's not what we're looking at. That's not what our desire is. Our desire is for them to, I don't know, again, be quiet, uh, do what we ask them to do, maybe get good grades, go to college, marry this certain person that you think is best for them. Is that what's really best for them? We have to be very careful on the ownership versus ambassador. The ambassador side basically says what? We're an ambassador of Christ. What does that mean? I don't have a flag. I don't have home soil. I have nothing that belongs to me. An ambassador is doing what? The will of him who sent him, including with what your children are, what your vocation is. Every aspect of your life should be an ambassador. We should have open hands, Because that's what God desires for us in order to make sure, wait, this isn't mine. God's given me this for a season. And let me tell you something, when you have a little child, you think 18 years, it is that quick and they're grown up. It is so quick. It's amazing. And we have them for a season to imprint and help them understand how God made them and who they are. So we need to make sure that we understand that ownership versus ambassador. And I want to make sure that we, uh, that we be transparent in here, right? Uh, I'm horrible at this. I'm not a good dad. I'm not a good parent. I understand it now. It's amazing when you have a 25-year-old, you can look back over your life and go, man, I've really screwed all this up. The great thing is, is we're going to talk about next week, we're going to talk about grace, right? Guess what God does? He gives you new opportunities. Not just with your kids, but with other kids. With other people. To parent. To make sure that you're helping them, pointing them towards Christ, who Christ is, and pointing them to what God wants for them. What your dream is might not be what their dream is. So we need to make sure we understand that. Uh, again, an ambassador has no independent action or thought. What did Jesus say when he was in the garden? Thank you. I, I was going to wait here until somebody said something there, right? Not my will, but thy will be done. Anytime they questioned him about what he was doing, what did he say? Who who, who did he say he was there doing things for? For himself? He didn't have anything that he said he was doing because on his behalf. He was doing everything about what the Father had sent. So we need to make sure we understand that. Okay, so let's go down to here. So let's look at the scriptures here. If everybody would, let's open up your Bibles to Psalm 127. We're going to make sure we understand a little bit about what God says here. Um, owners are ambassadors. These children belong to me so I can parent them in the way I see fit, or these children are a gift from God and I must faithfully share his message, his <laughs> methods, and display his character. Psalm 127 says here uh, a song of ascent of Solomon. So Solomon is the, one, uh, the author of this supposedly. Some other people think it was David writing to him, but it says an ascent of Solomon. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, The watchman stays awake in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he gives his beloved sleep. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but shall speak with their enemies in the gate. So when we look at this psalm, the very first thing that comes out, and what I would underline in my Bible, is uh, unless the Lord builds. The Lord builds and the Lord guards. Now does that mean we shouldn't be building and guarding as men in our relationships? No, that's part of what we're designed to do. That's how God designed us. But unless the Lord is the one who's building that house, whoever labors it is, in, is completely in vain. The other thing that I circled in both of them is vain. There's three times it's mentioned, vanity. Uh, the watchman stays awake in vain. It's vain to rise up early. Does that mean you should sleep in every day? No. We need to get up early in the morning. The early bird gets the worm. That's somewhere in Proverbs, right? Ain't that in there somewhere? No, okay. The second mouse gets the cheese. Huh? The second mouse gets the cheese. Okay. That was over my head. We didn't have no mouses like that in Yakin County. I'm sorry. I don't know about that. Oh, thank you for explaining that. <laughs> we didn't have traps like that either. So I, mm, We had a mouse, we had a friend, you know, it was rough. Uh, but <laughs> the watchman stays awake in vain. It's vain to get up early. Basically saying if the Lord's not in it, everything that you're doing is vain. If you look at the world today, what are we just overwhelmed with seeing? Vanity. Vanity to the... Just incredible amounts it's shocking to see the amount of vanity that's going on in the world today and uh, they're thinking that what they've got and what they're going on is going to last in it very quickly unless the Lord builds the house how can the Lord build the house let's ask some penetrating questions here today he's saying here unless the Lord builds the house what is the Lord building is that a family unit right the, you know, if you have a home, a house, and nobody's living in it, it is a house or is a home? Right? It's a home when you have a family unit. The Lord is building the house, the people there. He's building that relationship to make sure that it's going to grow according to how He wants it wants it to grow. Right? The Lord wants a male and a female in a relationship, in a home with children. Why? Because that's how He designed it. Anything we go against the design. Will not work long term. Why? Because it's not how it was designed. Use some tools the wrong way. Randy, you've never did this. You'll find out most likely they don't work anymore because you've not used them as they were designed to, right? Okay, good. So make sure that you understand the Lord's building this house, this family unit, and he's wanting to make sure that it's according to what he has. It says here, behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. When it says a heritage, what do y'all, what does heritage mean? I tell you, small group leaders, I'm just going to say I'm sorry. It's going to be rough in your groups tonight, I'm afraid. What is a heritage? A blessing, blessing, right? A heritage is not something that you can necessarily provide, right? Right. Do any of y'all have heritage from your family, from your father, from your grandfather? We do, right? Is it the same kind of heritage that the Lord's going to give you? No. No, it's very, very different than that. So, behold, the children are in a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Do we treat children like they're a reward? In our culture today, do we look at children as if they're a reward? Wow, what a gift, what a treasure that God has given me. Or do we automatically assume burden? We have to be very, it can go both ways. Children, they are a burden, right? But they're also a reward. It's a, it's a responsibility. There's no doubt about it. You have a responsibility with it. But children are such a fruit. They're a reward. And then I love the description here, like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. right? What is an arrow designed to do? To go far, far away. No, no. It's not designed to stay in the quiver. What's an arrow designed to do? Shoot straight towards a target. Who's aiming that arrow? The arrow? Hey. Choose wherever you want. Wear whatever you want. Go wherever you want. Is that sending the arrow where it needs to go? No, no the, the warrior, the one who has trained for this, he's ready, he's equipped, and he's going to make sure that he has the correct target, and he's going to know which arrow to send to which target because he knows those arrows. Most arrows back in that day, you didn't go down to Dick's Sporting Goods and buy them. How did you, well, how did they come about? Somebody made them. Somebody took the wood and they crafted it. They spent time making sure it was true, making sure that the point, that it was sharp, that the feathers on it, I'm not a boat, that's not my thing, but they made sure it was correct and they understood what it was gonna be used for and then they took that and they shot it right at the target that it was designed for. Is that how we're parenting children? When they hit 18, are we ready to make sure that they're on their way towards that target? Whatever it might be. Some it would be college. Some it would be work. Some would be wherever, right? Do you think God makes everybody, uh, all children to have gifts and abilities to go different places, do different things? No, we're supposed to keep them right here until they're 31, right? No, right? We're supposed to aim them there and let them go. Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. Some of the people that have 6, 8, 14 kids, they always point back to that one. You know, quiver, I think God gives you uh, how many you can have in them. They shall not be ashamed, but shall speak with their enemies in the gate. When I read that, I thought that's pretty interesting. Why is there enemies in the gate? So they're fighting in the gate, they're surrounded. What does that mean? Coming after you. They're coming after you. He's saying that the children are going to do what? It, in these days, in these times, people that were at the gate were people of importance, people that were set, people that were elders, that settled disputes, went on. They're going to speak. they're going to be ones people look to for guidance. That's the kind of children we want to raise. We want to raise the next generation that other people look to and say, hey, we need to talk to them, right? Because guess what? Even at church here, we have this 20-year vision, right? If we have a 20-year vision and we don't have the resources, people-wise, that we're raising up to that 20-year vision, what's going to happen? Well, you don't have to get too morbid, John, but yes, at some point, yeah, people's gonna die. Yeah, thanks, John. I'm one of those, because I'm old. But slowly fade away. <laughs> it's a slow fade, yeah. So, we wanna make sure that we understand, guess what? As we're raising families, we're doing them on purpose, for a purpose. So, let me see, is there anything else that I had here that I need to cover? There's four things on the sheet I just wanted to go through real briefly, and then I'm right on time. So we want to talk about identity. In a, a world where we talk about identity all the time, really, uh, owners do what with identity? They put their identity on the child. Instead of looking and saying, uh, an ambassador is going to say the identity that the child has is in Christ. So we need to understand identity. It's not about all the crazy things out there in the world, but identity. Where do I look to to find my sense of who I am? If I look to my work to find my sense of who I am and I get hurt, What happens then I have no identity if I look to my wife as a husband to find my identity and something happens well who am I if I look to my children to find my sense of identity as a father well then what happened the only identity we should be looking for is our identity in Christ and that's found in the scripture work what is the work that I have been called to do that's a question every one of us has to answer differently right because God calls us to different vocations at different seasons I did a bunch of stuff over my life I've worked in a bunch of different places did a bunch of different things God opens doors God closes doors right how did I behave when I was there how did I influence others was I a light or not don't really matter let's be honest work is work you should do it to the utmost to the highest level you have but it's work right did God design you to work go to Genesis right yeah God designed us to work success what do I define as success That's a question we all have to answer as well. Our culture today says success is defined by stuff, right? What was the, the veggie tale, right? I remember they had Stuff Mart or whatever it was. Yeah, I mean, stuff-itis. People are consumed with heaping things to themselves. That old mantra, this has been a while back because I am older, it says, the one who dies with the most toys wins. And I'm like, hold on, I think you're dead. There is no win in there. What are you talking about? That's stupid. They don't make any sense at all, right? We heap all this stuff up to try to make sure we understand that we're successful. We look successful, but are we successful? How do we define success? Are we understanding what success is? It's about being faithful. I think that's success. If you look at your life and somebody says, wow, they've been faithful to their family. They've been faithful to their wife. They've been faithful to God. Man, that's a measure, a mark of success. Much more than, oh, he's got this size house. He has a boat. They have a vacation, blah, 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 blah. whatever it is. That's not success. Success, faithfulness. And then reputation. What tells people who I am and what I'm about? Do you have to tell everybody what you're about? If you have to tell everybody, you might want to examine it, right? Your reputation is something that uh, goes through. Parenting is a humbling calling. You have one kid, I remember her oldest one, and she just did everything, it seemed fairly. Not too bad. 17 months later, Ben come along. Holy smokies. He was, man, nothing was the same. It was hard. And then a couple years later, none of them's the same. They're all different, right? It's humbling. You think you've got it. I, if I do this, they'll do this. No, sir. It's just like men with your wives. It don't work like that either, right? No amens there. Good job, fellas. Okay, right? There is no easy one fix of it. It's humbling, It's a humbling thing to look at a child and recognize that God has laid that life in your hands so that you can influence for him. That's a humbling thing. But it's also a wonderful thing that God would reward us like that. Okay, it is approximately 7.30. I did really good, 30 minutes. Uh, The last word here down at the bottom is gospel. Grace rescues, it forgives, it transforms. We need God and we need grace. If you don't need it, I just want to tell you something. You've got some problems. You need to examine yourself a little bit. We need God. We need him in every area. Every, any area that you think you've got figured out, guess what? You don't have it figured out. So you need to make sure you understand that you need God. You need the gospel. We need the gospel every day to make sure we understand who we are and what we're about. Okay, I'm going to pray and then we're going to divide up into three groups and we're going to go from there. I've gotta, we'll figure this out here in a minute. Okay, let's pray together. Father, Thank you, God, for allowing those of us who are parents in the room to be parents. God, what a blessing. God, children are a blessing. They're a heritage. They're a gift from you, God. And you give them to us but just for a really, really short season. God, help us um, as we look to be parents, those who are parents, those who are going to be parents one day, those who are grandparents, God. Those who have, Lord, there's some people that we have, Lord, that aren't our own biological children, God, but we are like parents to them. God, help us to be good parents, to be ones who point uh, these children, Lord, towards who you are, how you've designed them, that we stop and listen, we understand, we seek to understand their heart, how they were wired, how they were designed, God, how you made them, before we automatically press them into a mold of our own fitting. Uh, God, as we go into our small group time, God, I pray, Lord, we would have some conversations It wouldn't just be a one-sided thing with one person asking questions, another person answering them, but it would be a time, Lord, where we can really truly talk about who we are as parents, Lord, how we need your help. God, how we need to uh, change, to be adapted, to be molded, Lord, according to what your word is, Lord. Help us to be as uh, we just talked about, Lord, to realize it's a humbling process. It's not something we can just figure out and just uh, do the same thing over and over again to get the same results. That's not how it's going to work with parenting. God, it's a regular dependent relationship on you, asking for grace, asking for mercy, and Lord, seeking to understand the hearts of those children. So help us as we divide up into small groups. And I just pray, Lord, that your will would be done. And I pray all this in Christ's name. Amen.